We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! This hour is brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please bet responsibly. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Are these teams making the playoffs? What was your answer, Chicago and Brooklyn? Well, Chicago's embarrassing. I have zero idea what they're doing. They should have, I told you a month ago, they should have blown, two months ago, they should have blown that team up. They're losing to this team, which is awful. And you're like, what are the Bulls doing? So well, what was the answer? Who's making the playoffs? Well, I thought the Bulls were going. Well, the Bulls should make His the playoffs. Answer. Is he the wrong? The Bulls are embarrassing. We're back to that. We're back to that. That was three years ago when we were start. We're talking about the Bulls. And last night, Charles Barkley on TNT said the Bulls were embarrassing. Didn't even want to talk about them. They're that embarrassing. That we would take phone calls. We did get some, uh, the, the phone lines blew up right when I said it. We had, a, on our end, I apologize for some technical issues. So if you were in that first wave and didn't get a response, feel free. We Is got, that what the man in, the men in the hallway are doing? I don't know. There's, I don't, like a, there's a gang of them, Dan. Like, I went to go get water. What are they doing? Like, I don't know, but I was like, should I be worried? And they are like, no, don't be worried. Uh, just do the show. And I'm like, all right. It's like a surprise party for somebody or something. No, it was like they were. There's a guy on a ladder, and there's. Oh shoot! Okay, yeah. Be careful. All right, well, that maybe that's why our, the, the ringer was off. Who knows? All right, we will start uh, talking bulls with Chuck and Schaumburg on the score. Hey, Chuck. Hey. So I feel the same way about AK as I do about Ryan Poles. I'm just judging him on what he's done since he's here, and he's been trash. Patrick will, uh, P. Will was a bad draft pick. Tyrese Halliburton was there already. Right then, Dalen Terry was a bad draft pick. Walker Kessler was on the board. Right, we we could have had people to impact the team right now, and I feel like he did the right thing by not making any trades because we're not going to be a championship team no matter what. Then sell. Then he said it was a buyer's market. Why did you're you're not going to be a championship team until you strip this down? And 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 maybe he wanted to set a tone with other GMs. I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to be. You know, going to the uh, wayside very lightly by just giving you what you want right away. I'll hold out until maybe there's when a they're older and worth less. When guys are older and worth less, what does that? What sense does that make? I I I just strongly believe that even if he sold now at the deadline, he, he would. I don't think he's going to get less at the in the offseason than he would at the deadline. I agree. They should have made a move, but I also agree. Well, that wait, 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 hold on, a, hold on a second. I, w- I want to ask you a question because I think that your approach to looking at the GMs is a very responsible one. But even inside of that approach, you're giving him credit for, for what you think he's going to do as if you've seen him make smart decisions. So I want to know why that is like, if if you're saying, look, I'm only going to judge you on what you've done here, how would you judge Arturis Karnaschovas' tenure as being the person in charge of the Bulls? 
because I'm giving him credit for bringing DeMar DeRozan in. I'm giving him credit for bringing Alex Caruso in. I'm giving him credit. But DeMar DeRozan's holding Lonzo you back. Well, well, this team was working before a catastrophic injury. You think it was a champion? To, uh, they were number one in the East. Did you think they were going to be a champion? What, what were we saying the I entire time when they were number one in the East? Champion. I don't think they're going to be a champion, but they were number one in the East, which means they had a shot, right? Come on. Giannis rolls an ankle. Come on. They've got a shot. Things People Come get on. lucky. And if you're number one Come in on. the East, that's not a plan. at least you have that's a, not a shot. That's not a plan. One team can win the championship every year. So at least be in the mix. That's if not, you're number one in the East, you are in the mix. Not a plan. Not a plan. And, and they were number one in the East because they were pulling a lot of games out of their ass. And then they weren't. Right. Number, then they were sixth. Yeah. Water's going to find its level. And, and then they ran into a bad man who did bad things. Hoping the other team's best player gets hurt is not a plan. It's a really terrible strategy. This is June in Madison on the score. What up, guys? How y'all doing? We're good. Man, the What's bulls up? suck, man. Not not much, man. The Bulls <laughs> suck, man. You know what I'm saying? I think we wasted our time talking about the Bulls, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a major Bulls fan. I grew up in Chicago on the west side. You know what I'm saying? A joint era kid. You know what I'm saying? All that. The Bulls suck, man. But I just, I just called to say this, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I live up in Madison, Wisconsin now. I've been listening to you guys probably since, like, 98. You know what I'm saying? I did, like, a lot of time incarcerated. You know what I'm saying? Like, 13 years. Y'all helped me through every day. Like, listen to y'all on the radio without even seeing y'all faces, knowing or nothing. I'm out now. I've been out for, like, 13 years. Google y'all, seeing y'all faces, everything. Terry Boards, Dan Bernstein, y'all funny as hell, man. Just want to say, man, big ups to the show, man. Keep it moving. Thank you. <laughs> stay, okay. How about stay out? All right? we You're out now. We want you to stay out and listening to the show. Is that what he meant by out? Yeah. No, no, not out. He, um, he's out of jail. That's what I meant. Yeah, I want him to stay out. Right. So okay. he can listen. Right. I thought when you said he was out, I've been out of the city. No, no, no. Like, like, like out. Like fresh out, out. Yeah. Okay. You said he had been incarcerated. I, I'm just, I know, but then he's also out of the city. I'm just making sure. Okay. Yes. He does know I'm not Terry. Though. Of course he does. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a one show I didn't know that I wasn't Terry, so. Oh, Rockford, always a risk, but here's Paul on the score. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, listen to your show all the time. Really uh, enjoy it. Um, I think Charles Barkley summed it up best during halftime last night. He said the Bulls were an embarrassment. He doesn't know what they're doing, and he called for them to break up the team two months ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't. I mean, I, they're so hard to watch. And I, it, I don't think I can do it anymore. It's like it's the same thing over and over. This team isn't going to improve. They got to break it up. I, it's all right if you want. To, like I think it's totally okay for you to take a break from something that is causing you as much pain and distraction as the the Bulls are obviously doing. You can check back in later on. Like maybe maybe the first caller was right. Maybe this off season there is a real emphasis on change. And they'll go and they'll do what they need to do. But I think that they think they're a point guard away from being a championship team. That's that's wrong. Yeah. It's just objectively wrong. Yeah. So I yeah. hope that's not the case. Tracy in Naperville, welcome to Sports Radio 670. Thanks for taking my call, guys, and I hope you don't cut me off, but uh, I just want to make a point about your point guard situation. 
They want to make Io a point guard, but he has no shot. He has the shot of a uh, three-year-old trying to get it up to the 10-foot basket. He needs to go to the G League and get an NBA game because he doesn't have one and then come back and try it again. And- I think he's a viable NBA player. I agree he's not a point guard, though. Yeah, I agree with you too. I, I mean, I guess there there's something to be said for. I understand. I I think I understand the logic train here of him developing as a point guard in the G League, knowing that he is an NBA level defender, and that I I look at Io and be like, man, well look at him. Like he actually did put in the work this off season to try and refine and improve his three point shooting. And I think that that's really admirable. I understand where you're going. I just don't think that that's. I don't think that that's going to be his development curve. He's going to have to learn to play point guard by being around other point guards. It's it's that's just it. He's got a good one to learn from in Dragic. So you're hoping that all of that stuff gets better in a Bulls uniform. I'm curious if, if he's more valuable to another team at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's more valuable to a better team that's going to have him as a less important rotational he, piece. He's a ninth player Correct. on a team. Correct. And like, I, here's Io DeSumo who's going to come out in an important moment in a game and, and D up your point guard. Guard somebody, mm-hmm. give you some downhill energy, getting toward the basket and drawing some fouls. He's, he is, for a, for a bad leaper, he's a pretty good finisher. Yeah. But I, at least once a game, he gets packed. Yeah, it's not good. But I do like the way that he runs a break. Yeah. No, there's, he's, he's, an, he's a viable NBA rotation player. He just shouldn't matter as much to a good team as he does to the Bulls. Dexter is next on the score on the west side. Hey, Dexter. Hello. How you guys doing? Pretty good, man. What's up? The sun's shining. You know, it's going to be like... 40 degrees today here in the city, beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing today. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I was saying, I've been, I've been watching, I've been Bulls fan since the 80s, you know, since the Michael Jordan days and everything. And, and I always see, and I like the Kobe too, and I think what the Bulls is missing is like, like, like for instance, we had too many isolation plays with, uh, with DeMar and uh, Zach. I think if we get a nice point guard with good IQ, to take the ball out their hands, like somebody like a, uh, I say, I said further like. Uh, well, if they had like a, if they had like a, even Steph Curry. Well, no. well, <laughs> okay. Obviously, yeah. Steph Curry. The, the Bulls would be better with Steph Curry. Correct. Okay. But even if they had like twenty-nine-year-old Goran Dragic, right? You know, I think the Bulls. The Bulls would be better if they had the greatest shooter ever. I mean, the, the Bulls would be really good if they had Chris Paul playing point guard. Right. I mean. That's just how it works. Teams are usually pretty good if Chris Paul is playing point guard for them. <laughs> that, I was waiting, like I was waiting with such trepidation as you were about to pull out that name of your example of the guard that they needed. Steph Curry. Okay, I'm down with that. I'd be great. That's part of the plan. Cool. Here's Jamal and Tinley Park. How you guys doing? We're good, Jamal. What's up? You know what, man? I feel so deflated you know when Arturis and Mark came in and I'm like yeah we got rid of guard packs and things are going well and like you felt the franchise was taking its turn and I think what Arturis did I think the mistake that he made he moved too quickly you know he kept boiling he did that whole deal where he kept them around and give them a chance and but then he then he shipped everybody off and made these moves so quickly with pieces that don't necessarily fit together so I think he's stuck like he's in a situation now where it's like 
you know you got a rebuild, right? But they did this secret extension with Billy Donovan, who clearly came in and said he left OKC or his previous spot because he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. So now you got a coach on an extension, and then now you got to tear this whole thing down. And so, you know, I, I think they probably wanted to make a move, uh, but I think they just wanted to take their time, see the, you know, see the last 27 games, and then and, and tear this thing down in the offseason. But you, you got to burn it down. I don't. My whole thing is with the absolute nature of what we talk about when we're talking about rebuilding teams, like the concept of like burning it down. I'm not necessarily saying that that's what the Bulls need to do. I think the Bulls need to make better, more shrewd moves. And I don't think that what if their plan is to bring back Vooch. As I guess the centerpiece, it's a bad bet. It's two years. You probably going to get Miles Turner money, two years, sixty million dollars. Like that's probably what he's looking at. Or if you end up letting him walk out the door without getting anything back in return for what you gave up to get him in the first place, it all seems like bad business to me. Trading him, I I don't want Vooch traded. Like I that that's not how I was walking into yesterday. But I think you have to be open to what if he what if he's like yeah I totally signed an extension, but then he's like ah, you know what there could be some real money for me out in the open market. That's possible. I'm hopeful that AK has a relationship with him that he knows how Vooch is wired and everything. But that's a developmental question, too, because ideally you're not worried about losing him because somebody is just nipping at his heels for his minutes. Right. If you've done this right, Marco Simonovic is like, hey, hey, get out of the way, old man. Yeah, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to, to be given an opportunity. And you've got the, well, it's a good problem to have. And and that that's when you're able to be up on top of everything but it's is not. when the next waves of talent are coming through your organization. But but it's not. So you're going to overpay old guys and lose. That that appears to be the plan. Hinsdale, it's, here's Will on the score. What's up, Will? Hey, Lawrence and Dan. So good to talk to you. I listen to your show the most, but this is the first time I'm calling you. But, um... I really just want to talk about uh, how AK was in Denver. I just feel like whenever he was in Denver, I was always waiting for the Nuggets to make some big moves. And it wasn't until after AK left where they finally made a, a trade for Aaron Gordon. But if you really look at what they were doing, it was just kind of like looking for that one piece, trying to surround it with younger pieces that were going to be able to help it win. And, um, you know, when they got Vucevic, uh, I was like, oh, cool. We have Jamal Murray and Jokic Light. And we're going to run pick and roll. And we're going to get guys who can space the floor. And then one of the first things they did was they went out and got DeMar DeRozan. And now I feel like they're kind of attached to DeMar DeRozan and DeMar DeRozan's style of game. So, I don't know. I personally feel like they need to move on from him. But I'd love to hear what you guys think. Well, I, I think that you uh, raised some really interesting points, especially about the type of offensive game flow you could have versus the offensive game flow that you actually have and how DeMar doesn't quite fit. I've said this as much as I'm not a big Zach fan. I actually do like the two-man game between Zach and Vooch. You know what that needs to be augmented by in today's NBA? Three-point shooting. And what do the Bulls do? 
they go and get the poster child for, I'm not shooting three-pointers. I'm an efficient two-point scorer, except for nights when I'm not. And the coach won't ask him to change. Right. See, to me, that that's the line of questioning. That really is the line of questioning here. If we had real time with 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 AK, do you realize the Bulls don't make enough threes? He seems okay. to. If if it's yes, what are you going to do about it? And when? How? Well, if you really understand that, don't give me like he did something to the effect of well, we sometimes we make them, but most of the time you don't. And you don't, and, and the numbers show you don't take enough of them. And that's the currency of this game. Joe Harris came in and cut your balls off last night. 18 points in a quarter. Flipped everything on you. But it's okay because you're losing close games and you're disappointed that the record isn't showing the improvements that you see. But if, it, if you really get that, what are you prepared to do? What's the plan? How is that going to change? When is it going to change? What are you, how are you going to use your current players differently? Or how are you going to get players in who can do things differently? Like It all gets back to that. That's why Stan Van Gundy's sensibilities were so offended watching some of this stuff. Look, we got, there's a lot of people waiting here. I, I think we should keep rolling. Okay. I, I really do. Let's I th- do I, it. I think there's a lot of people passionate about what's going on and maybe as, as, as triggered as we are. I'm lucky that I'm, we're recording the Organizations Win Championships podcast a little bit later on today, so I'm going to have more opportunity to try to work through some of these feelings. Oh, you're going to get fired up by then. Uh, I, well, I have to do – I'm a guest on George Offman's podcast the hour before. Hey, kiddo. So so there's going to be – Well, he's not going to talk to you about the Bulls. He's not going to talk to you. He's, I know because I've been on the podcast. Oh. He's it's, not it's going remin- to talk. It's to old you. stories, right? Yes, he's okay. not going to a- be asking you about the about what February with the Bulls has been like. like he's not doing that. Okay, you guys going to talk about old score stories and you doing play by play. Okay, I'm and, I'm down and going to Duke. Okay, well, I'm not. Those stories are not going to be told. Oh, George, see, there's a line like, of questioning. Well, I mean, well, they're just. I'm well. I'm in control of what I'm going to say. What I'm not going to say. I'm just not going to inject me with sodium pedophile. I know, AK. Yeah, you're in control <laughs> uh-huh. of what you say. I'm at the airport. <laughs> George, uh, I'm at the airport. I got to go. I apologize for all this noise behind me, but I'm at the airport and I have a flight to catch. Rounding third and heading home for the final time. Joe Nuxall died today. Joe, Joe's not going to be on the podcast. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have been rounding third. Tough get. Uh, next up, we're gonna get more of your reactions. It's been good so far. We had some OGs. Yeah, that, that last people round. been out, out there in the wilderness waiting for you to open up the phone lines. Did he say that he was in, in yes. jail for thirteen years? Yes, and now he's out, and he's yeah, saying but, that part of the reason that he's been able to be good is because he's been listening to the but, show. Yeah, but thir- thirteen. He's heard you with a lot of partners. Uh, yeah, but that's that, that's something bad happened. I mean. You know, maybe you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> and you get jammed up. and But that's not like a misplaced comma or... No, but maybe you know. maybe you're in a car and your guys get out of a car and then they go do something and you're like, wait, what just happened? Okay. And then you end up in the pokey and you get a, and you get a bad public defender and... I know, but actually serving that long is... That's all right. He's we cool. want him to stay out. Yes, he's cool now. He's paid his debt. Yes, and and the, and the score is helping him walk a, a real and true path. Damn right.
More calls when we come back on The Score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. 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 show is off the hook. And I should take a picture of the phone lines right now. Why? Because it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, all nine lines. I didn't know that we had nine lines I now. I thought I, we only had eight. I didn't either. That's why I'm, I'm going to take a picture of it and post it. This is this is some Bulls angst out there. Yeah, Bulls fans are pretty mad. Like, I can see the phone line. So those of you who are in the studio or looking in the studio, twitch.tv slash Kyle 670 score. Obviously, like, I don't have the phone because Dan drives the show. But I can see the phone line on the screen that's at the east end of our studio. And damn if he's not right. We're all green. This is Theodore in Humboldt Park of the score. Good morning, gentlemen. And that is exactly the reason why you should not blow this team up. Because people are actually tuned in and watching. There were years when I could not watch the Bulls as a lifelong fan, I couldn't watch them. Those boiling years, I have no idea who was even on that roster. It was so bad. So, Wait, well, uh, what, what's, people, what's your goal as a fan? My goal as a fan? What, okay, what do you, so, why, why do you watch? I think this team could compete for a championship. All right, that'll do it for Theodore. Next up is Pat in Forest Park. Pat, you're on the score. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi. Um, that last caller, I don't think, watches the games very well. No, I don't well. think so either. Um, <laughs> I, I just I listened to the AK yesterday in his press conference, and it made me so angry that he his plan for the next 27 games is to evaluate the roster and see what they have. What has he been doing for the last 50 games? This roster is completely flawed. We have some talent that other teams would definitely use for depth. And if we get five second-round picks, which seems to be the currency of the trade, for anybody, then we should have taken that. The team is, what, 10th and 11th with a losing record and that we're going to turn it around and win a championship in the next 20 games? That, that, that's fallacy. I, I just have no idea what the direction is. We should have blown it up in the summer once Lonzo wasn't going to be back, and we never did. And now we're stuck in mediocrity again, like we have been for the last 10 years. Maybe that's their plan for the offseason, and they're just saying what they need to say 
to get him that space. Like, that's how I kind of feel about what I heard is that I felt like it was a guy like, I just need to get to the next press conference. So that'll be after these, after we do our evaluations over the 27 games. It's so, and it's not just, it's not like the 50, what, four games that, that you've already seen or 55 games you've already seen. It's the playoff series from last year. It's after Lonzo got hurt last year. All of that should be your sample. All right, we got about ten minutes, Sorry. maybe less. We got a lot of. I'm going to try. Just shut just, up. No, just, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you. I'm just to each caller. We're going to try to get to you. Get right to your point. Okay, do us a favor. We're fine. Sean South Bend, you're on the score. Yeah. Hey, gentlemen, how's it going? Like I said, we're fine. So that, that sound bite that Chuck Swarsky does, uh, where that's sick, where he says that, I think that can apply to all of the what the Bulls have done this year. Okay, cool. Uh, Anthony Plainfield, you're next on WSCR. <laughs> yeah, guys, thanks for taking my call. So unfortunately in the NBA, you have a few teams that are competing for finals that have the star power. You have a few teams that are tanking, and everybody else in the league is stuck in the mud, right? That's the unfortunate thing about the NBA, mm-hmm. Bulls being one of those teams. So you have two ways to get out of this. You build to the draft, right, or you acquire players via free agency or trade. Or you develop. You, guys yeah. so, you develop. So Exactly. So do you guys think so far in the couple drafts that AK has had, has he shown the ability to draft? Yes or no? To draft well? I would say no. I'd say on on balance, as of right now, n- no. Okay, great. So, and I agree with you guys. And and I, in the same breath, I'm going to also say that building through the draft is definitely the approach. But what are we talking about here then, right? So, if we trade Levine, we trade Booch to grab draft capital. We have a GM that so far we both just agreed hasn't shown the ability to draft. Yeah, well, but that's I think it's that, still a small sample size on him in the draft. It and, doesn't mean you don't want to acquire picks. If you're already at that point where no matter what you don't fired. Yeah, yeah, right. Then you don't trust anybody to do anything. Then then you're you're sort of lost. I mean, you you have to. There has to be some remaining trust and an ability to dig out of this. Go, Indianapolis. <laughs> Jay, you're on the score. Yeah, so um, my, my thing is, is is there any difference between um, the way that we operate and the way that we perform on the court um, compared to the guard packs years? Um, we're we're really starting to look just like those years uh, under guard packs. Yeah, there, I, but dis- I, remember, I disagree, I, I disagree and I also think that there were some really good years. They, they were 17 years, so to dismiss all of it is as bad and wrong is just and is even not you, true and unfair. Even if you're just looking at the last few years of it, I would disagree that this team looks like that. I I don't think it's a fair um, assertion all the way around. Crystal Lake, Adam, you're on the score. Hi, guys. So I think this team is in big trouble. Looking ahead, um, next one or two years, looking at, looking at the age of everyone. So going from youngest, Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams, 21, Kobe White, 22, Io, 23, Marco, and and then you got Lonzo, Tony Bradley. They're, they just don't have the young pieces, and they're, they just have not been developing. And I just don't see this team kind of recovering because even if they do trade their big three because they, they just don't have enough young pieces that are developing right now. 
It's, it's a huge hole in the pipeline. Yep. Like, and that's that's how teams end up bad for a really long time, too. Brian's on the road. He's on the score. Hey, Brian. Hey, Dan and Lawrence. Not Dan and Terry, although I do believe that guy thinks that you are Terry, Lawrence. Sorry. Uh, Worst things to like be the than Ryan Terry Bores. It, absolutely, absolutely. And God bless that guy for being out of the joint, man. Hey, it's just like Ryan Poles. He's going to, you know, he tore it all down. He's going to build it back up. But nobody seems to have a lot of confidence, I guess, and can he do it? I feel the same way about the Bulls. I, he hasn't shown us so far he can build a good team. I think he's completely crackers when it comes to adding free agents. So good luck and God bless. But this is going to be a crap show for another five years at least. Mm, crackers. <laughs> uh, also, the difference being, even if we don't believe in Ryan Poles, you know who we do believe in? The quarterback. Justin Fields. Yep. And the Bulls don't have one of those. Bill. Their version of Justin Fields is Zach Levine. This is Bill and Homer Glenn. He's on the score. Yeah, you guys know a lot more about sports than I ever will. However, looking at it from my sort of distant lens, how I follow all my teams is that uh, this threesome, I, I never saw even when they uh, were doing well, I never thought that they looked championship level like you know like you see in other championship level teams and the general manager sounded so lifeless in the last couple of interviews that i uh listened to and he just kept all i kept hearing was 28 games remaining 28 games remaining i don't know what the heck that means so not too hopeful or should you be i don't think a reasonable person is gonna be hopeful after watching you know all the other games right I can't believe you found that. <laughs> um, one like light note. I also think that we have to keep into account when we hear sound bites from our tourists. We are talking about someone where English is his second language. At least it might be his third language. So if he's not able to express emotion. It might be because he's searching for the words to do that. So I don't want to hold that necessarily against him. You know what I mean? That's fair. I, I think it's it, it's significant to say that. I think it's fair. Anthony is in Harvey and is on Sports Radio 670. Good morning, gentlemen. The Bulls trade was a bad trade for the Bulls. When the Bulls trade with Bulls, I call that the last year. That's just a bad trade because the Bulls already have four centers. AK completes the whole front line. It's like he got farther away as the phone call went on. I told that man, take yourself off speakerphone, sir. Yeah, that was I. I, I it's like oh, literally, wow. like it was. It was like he was falling down <laughs> a hole. <Right. laughs> Anthony call, calling from the well. And then, guys, I really thought they. Uh, uh, I better stop before I ruff, break another ruff, microphone. Ruff. What is it, Lassie? A, a, a score caller is stuck in a well? What? Oh, ruff, ruff, ruff. We I, need I, to go rescue him immediately? Ruff. I thought you were calling licorice. <laughs> Perfect way to close out this segment with Mario in Hyde Park on the score. I love you. I know you don't want me to say anything other than that. I love you. Love um, you too. Thank you. And love you too. I don't trust them. I don't care if he speaks English or not. I don't trust them. They said that they were going to revive the feeling we had when they were championship-driven by making sure that they developed players and they would make great picks and they would have guys from free agency and they would change their attitude, all that stuff. It sounded great because we had been at the tail end of a bunch of crap. 
you need just like they're the White Sox in shorts. You need a three-point marksman, and you need a rim protector. You didn't do it during the summer. You didn't do it in, the, in, in free agency. You didn't do it yesterday. And now you're going, well, we need 28 more days. No, you don't. You don't need 28 more minutes. This is done. It's cooked. Nothing they're going to do this summer is going to make any difference. What are they going to do? You gave all the money to Max Levine. Who are you going to get? Well, who are you going to draft? You got no first round picks unless you trade some. Oh, yeah, you're not going to trade anybody because you didn't yesterday. They are cooked. Well, I mean, yeah. I can't argue with that. Yep. Crackers. <laughs> that is old school stuff. Dug that out. High noon is coming up next. That was fun. That was good. That wasn't like a, a two, it wasn't two Bears Monday. We got through a lot of calls. Yeah, I mean, there was a little Bears Monday yeah, in there. Bit, a little bit. But we took, we took what, like 20 calls? We had, yeah, <laughs> we had the one guy saying this is, could be a championship team. <laughs> Get that man a television immediately because something is wrong with yours. Uh, for High Noon, one of our favorite characters of one of our favorite High Noon stories is at it again. He's really? up. He's up to his old tricks, and he got caught again. I want to uh, do something that's a l- little less fun, a little bit more introspective, from one of the greatest players of all time. We'll do that next. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then, right there, out in the street, in front of the Palace Saloon. Yeah, right. When? High noon. We've been all basketball all the time in the wake of the trade deadline passing quietly, oh so quietly, yesterday at 2 o'clock. Arturis Karnaschova speaking yesterday evening and then again on these airwaves this morning and frankly just trying to figure out what what the hell he's seeing that the rest of us are not. And there are no good answers. It's I ran across this, Ben Golliver t- tweeted it out, and at first, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then I was like, wait, maybe that's kind of sad. Once you listen to this, Dan, this is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar talking about Giannis and the things that he's learned watching Giannis and what he thinks it means for his career. Giannis really... Uh... As someone who taught himself how to play the game, you know, from what I understand, he, he just went to the gym and messed around with it until he figured a few things out. And uh, that that has made me kind of angry because I, I feel like I was overcoached. You know, I, I would have liked to have tried to, to do some of the things that he did. But uh, you, you get the rebound, you better not try and take it down the other end of the court if you're a front frontline player. That that was like gospel when I played. And uh, Giannis has blown through all of that and opened the game up. So I'm happy he's done that, but I'm annoyed that it wasn't in time for me to, to try to get in on the front. I totally get what he's saying. Me too. And, and, it, and it, it was funny, like the react from the people who were there, like there was like a pause and then there was like a laugh. But I think they're thinking the same thing I was. Like, it's kind of funny, but it's not funny at all. There's some amazing old, old film of Bill Russell 
doing like LeBron stuff. I've seen it, and, and it's amazing. One step past the, the half-court line, and he's laying the ball in and, and stuff. And, and grabbing a one-handed rebound over three people and starting the break. Russell did some of that stuff. Well, I imagine that Kareem probably was able to do some of that, at least at the collegiate level. And Ooh. then, of course... No, remember how tightly coached they were. Like, he couldn't even play varsity as a freshman. Well, yeah, we were having And then this, he wasn't allowed to dunk. We were having this discussion about how good that freshman team was. Because they beat the varsity, Correct. right? Of course they did. They had Lou Cinder and, and Michael Warren. You know what the, that discussion reminds me of? The being, it's too bad I didn't get to do that because I was overcoached. All, everything we've been saying writ large about quarterbacking. Mm-hmm. How many great quarterbacks weren't allowed to be great quarterbacks because the the coaching industrial machine was taught to move them off that position. Yep. So, you know, it was something I, I saw across and I was like, because Kareem's a really, really smart person. Yep. And seeing him up there being like, maybe my record isn't broken if I would have been able to have the type of offensive freedom that Giannis has. It was just something I thought was kind of interesting. This from WKBN 27, a CBS affiliate. A Hermitage, Pennsylvania man is now facing a forgery charge locally. And you say, all right, big deal. This is, uh, doesn't mean anything. Well, does this name ring a bell? Chase Kaminsky? He's the guy that owns the park that the White Sox mm-hmm. play in. Oh. That... According to the 44th president. Chase Kaminsky is one of the men facing charges in the Cuyahoga County walleye scandal. Oh, he's got weights and fish. He did. Chase Kaminsky is at it again. We got weights and fish. There we go. Yeah, we got weights and fish. I don't remember if Kaminsky was the guy who was being confronted or the guy hiding in his car or the guy whose car was surrounded. According to the criminal complaint, January 21st, 10-pin bowling alley, two employees received two counterfeit $100 bills. The bills had the writings on them for motion picture purposes and not legal tender. Oh, Lord. And had other markings that showed they were fake. According to the criminal complaint, an investigation found that Kaminsky's son, Kaden, K-A-Y-D-E-N. Well, there it is. Boy, yeah, see, I mean... I guarantee he was a hockey player. He had passed the bills to an employee. The criminal complaint says Chase was there at the time the bills were used and it's been seen on the surveillance camera handing something to Caden. Caden denied knowing the bills were fraudulent, told investigators that he received them after selling his PlayStation to someone who lived near Akron. A friend of Caden's, who was at the bowling alley with him, told investigators that Caden knew the money was fake and said his father gave it to him. According to the complaint, the friend said Caden sent Chase a text message to bring him another fake 100 while they were bowling. They received a search warrant to search their phones. Messages revealed that Caden indeed asked Chase bring one of those $100 while he was bowling. Chase faces a forgery charge, while Caden faces charges of forgery, criminal conspiracy, and theft by deception. Chase also faces charges in a local stalking case out of Jefferson Township. As, I'm shocked. As well as his charges in Cuyahoga County in relation to the alleged fishing scandal. Someone texted it. We got weights and checks. <laughs> but I mean, 
this guy is just dumber than a bag of hammers. I mean, I've seen movie money before. Yeah. You don't have to hold that thing up and look for the plastic strip inside or anything. It's movie money. You might as well be printing this at home. It's lit- It's paper. It's not even the stuff that money's made out of. It's... <laughs> I mean, I know it's people... Got, it's got a picture of Martin Sheen. <laughs> picture of Bill Pullman on it. Yeah. It's a hundred dollar bill with Morgan Freeman on it. Right, like it, it, it said multiple ways. It says on it, "Not money." Right, and now you've been so duped. Like, wait a second here, I'm onto something. I found a glitch in the matrix. Yep, we got weights and fit. There we go. There we go. I knew a nineteen inch wall. I couldn't weigh eight pounds. I knew it. That's, that is <laughs> it's that was so great. so his whole thing his whole bit mm-hmm. in life is counterfeiting and cheating people next stop house of representatives he's he's Bam. got the whole playbook all he needs is the blazer over a sweater and he, need, he needs a stylist and some dolce and gabbana frames and he is and a haircut and a haircut and and you will see Chase Kaminsky and Caden Kaminsky both at some point in the House of Representatives. Or in the all, White Sox clubhouse. <laughs> or both. <laughs> With Jimmy Rollins going, what's this kid doing in here? Hey, Kenny, what, what is this? What's this kid doing here? Yeah, Get him out of here. He has to go track down people who are being trafficked. <laughs> the seven, seven, sure he does. 773 seven, says he'll be calling the score in 13 years. Oh, no, on, no, no, no. You don't get you, you don't get 13 for this stuff. Come on, no, man. No. You, don't, you don't serve 13 what? for this stuff. No. Why, why you got to do our guy like that? He enjoys the show, and it's keeping him on the straight and narrow now. I didn't come here for a haircut, you know what I mean? No, you did not. Mm-mm. He needs one, though. We're going to we're gonna get out of here now. Who are we doing next? Darnell. Oh, great. Darnell Mayberry is going to be on the show. He wrote a whole piece about how this was terrible. He's got some things to say. And we're going to let him do that next here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.